0: you're listening to the holy hot mess mom podcast i'm heather and i like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around on our jam jams with no makeup a messy bun and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child in this show we chat about homemaking simplifying mommyhood jesus and everything in between this is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy beautiful hilarious mess i want to give you the encouragement support and some practical tips to help you thrive even when some days you might feel like you're riding the holy hot mess express so grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days relax and let's chat hi everyone so we are on take two of trying to do this because my computer said something about a disc overload and i don't know what that means but i erased all the messed up recording that just happened and i'm gonna try again So currently I'm sitting at the YMCA where I normally record after I do CrossFit. I technically have 33 minutes left until they're going to come get me or until I have to come get my kids. And I keep hearing Caroline screaming. (laughs) So there's a wall, a purple wall to the right of me, and that divides between me and childcare. So I could hear my children when they're screaming or getting in trouble for something. Um... So, anyways, it's just kind of funny. Today's episode is another hot mess. How did I get myself into this kind of predicament story? And we're going to call it something like that time my car was stolen from Canada. So, background is we were living in northern New York. My husband was stationed up there, he's Air Force. We found out we were having the twins in August of 2017. So, we thought, Okay, we definitely need a minivan because we're going to have four car seats at the same time. We have to have it fit. So we're searching and searching and searching from August all the way till December. We finally find the perfect minivan, a great deal. Um, probably now know why it was such a good deal. <laughs> but we buy this white Honda Odyssey Touring in December of 2017 and she's beautiful. She's got like this widescreen like TV in there and Bluetooth so I don't have to listen to the kids DVDs and like power everything. And we talked them into getting remote start and it was just like, huh. Oh. and we got this thing for like a steal. So where we lived in Northern New York was like 35 minutes from the Canadian border. And when we got the car, everything was in French and the people at the car dealership didn't know how to reset it to English. But luckily, I took a lot of French in high school and college, so I was able to get the car back to English. But it's funny because it still calls like the state that you put like an address in, and the GPS is called a province because it's Canadian. So anyways, my husband gets orders to move back to Louisiana in August of 2018. So, you know, we've had the van for like eight, nine months, and I hadn't been pulled over since having the van, and we never would have known So before you can move, if anybody in your family has a health condition, basically the military needs to have all this paperwork done by your physicians and everybody else in your family. Then you have to do this exit interview. Basically, the Air Force, in our case, wants to make sure that uh, support services for whatever our issues is. So if your kid has a kidney issue, that whenever you move to, to your new place, that there is a pediatric kidney specialist that can handle your kid. Um, you know, to give them the great treatment. And so for some families, it blocks them uh, from moving certain places. For me, it's like allergies and my anxiety. So I can be treated anywhere, but every time we have to go through this, and this is like mounds of paperwork and they make you do it for everybody in the family. So like, I'm talking like 25, 30 sheets of paperwork filled out, and this isn't like name at the top and sign. It's like your entire health history for all five of us, me and the four kids. I'm running around trying to get doctors to sign off and you have to have appointments with your doctors to do this big interview with them. And then after the appointment with them, you have to go on base to meet with the TRICARE people. And it's just like a huge, huge, super inconvenient mess. I appreciate that they do it, but in our case, it's just really inconvenient. So before we can actually get the orders cut, which means before we can break our lease, before we can um, schedule any of our bills to be shut off, like any of those kind of things, we have to have this extra interview so that he can get his official orders. We finally have everything ready and we're ready to go to this appointment. And we scheduled the TRICARE appointment at like the butt crack of dawn. The second they woke up, they opened up because we wanted to get in and get out. We didn't want this to take all day. You have to bring all the people. So it's not like my husband can just bring the paperwork and be good. He has, they have to bring all the people. And then those people have to interview all five of us. Like it was crazy. So my husband goes in his car because he's going to work afterwards. And I take the van with all of the children. He goes in front of me and he stops at a stop sign. And then he makes his left, going down this tiny little street in the tiny little town we were in. And I stop at the same stop sign, right next to our church, just funny story. And I pick up my phone at the stop sign and I probably hit the home button, look to see what time it was. I don't know, like instinct. And then put it back down on my lap before I ever put my foot on the gas. Well, whoop whoop, there goes the cop <laughs> who was sitting at the Wendy's across from me and, he pulls me over. So he pulls me over. And first I'm like, what am I even being pulled over for? Well, I know that you can't talk on the phone in like, you can't have a phone up to your face, you know, while you're driving. But I didn't know that in New York, it's a law that you cannot even hold your phone, like pick up your phone and look at it anytime you're in a moving situation. So I guess stop sign counted. So he pulls me over license and registration. And I'm like, let if you're going to give me a ticket, like, let's just speed this up because uh, I have somewhere to go. And like, we can't reschedule as my husband needs orders, you know, trying to be super respectful, but also like, just give me the ticket. So he goes and I'm not kidding, like five to seven minutes go by and somebody's screaming in the back of the car. And I'm just thinking like, this is, re- I, I'm not picking up my phone because I'm still technically in a vehicle and I don't want to get in more in trouble. So I'm just waiting for this police officer to come back. Well, he doesn't. Another police car shows up and then another. So finally, like 10, 15 minutes into him having my license and registration, he comes walking back with two other police officers. And he's like, ma'am, we don't really know what to do in this situation. Like, what? What do you mean? He was like, your car is registered as stolen. And I'm like, so I'm like, wait, you're, you're kidding. Like, are you confiscating my car right now? Like I don't, and he's like, no, it's not registered as stolen in America. It's registered as stolen in Canada. I'm thinking what in the world? Like I can't even process all this stuff. Like this dealership that we bought the car from legally sold us a stolen car. Like how is this even happening? So basically all of the police officers decide like This isn't our jurisdiction we're not canadian but maybe we should let you know and make sure you don't go to canada anytime soon well funny story about that we had plans to go to montreal like 10 days later (laughs) all the boys were gonna go to boston and go see a red sox game and me my mother-in-law and all the girls were going to take my car my van that's stolen And go to Montreal because we had never been. So now we're moving in like four weeks. We've never been to Canada, never even crossed the border 20 minutes away. And we're finally like, okay, we're going to, you know, make our trip and finally get over the border. And my mother-in-law and I wanted to go see the uh, Notre Dame Basilica and the St. Joseph's Oratory, which was really creepy, by the way. And, you know, just do touristy things and have crepes and speak French that we both know and things like that. And now we can't... (laughs) Take my car. We don't know what we're going to do. So I end up getting to base and we do all the paperwork, and I'm just still the whole time thinking, like, my car's stolen. This turns into a massive investigation. Like, I'm talking the federal government, the local and state government, the military, JAG attorneys. We have lawyers like contacting the dealership that sold us a stolen car, the Royal Mounted Police in Canada like investigating all of it. And we're trying to get this all done because we're about to move. And so we don't wanna take a car that doesn't have a clean record with us. You know, the VIN number is tainted. And so we're trying to get this all handled and we really don't know what to do. But regardless, we're not taking this car to Canada. So the end of this entire story and this whole hot mess <laughs> is that my husband was able to get his orders cut. He, We were able to move on time. We found out that the Canadian government actually investigated it and found out that right after it was bought at an auction in the United States, the people that owned it in Canada took out a really comprehensive insurance plan on it. And then about 15 days later, the car got reported as stolen. Well, it ended up back at auction in Alabama. Our dealer bought it in Alabama, drove it up to New York, and sold it legally in America to us. We were still concerned about the whole tainted VIN number, and the Canadian government determined that because the statute of limitations on this stolen vehicle thing was over the three-year statute, and it seemed really likely that it was insurance fraud, they were just going to wipe the VIN. So it took a few days Everything to get processed, but we now still have our minivan, and the minivan's bin is completely wiped clean. (laughs) This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching holyhotmessmamas. That's holyhotmess, M-A-M-A-S. So we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.